Okay, we're now recording on Zoom. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm doing really good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I really am. I'm going to um, make sure everyone else who's on Zoom is, is muted. Please, thank you so much. And I'm going to go to Instagram Live. Okay, you ready? Yes. Very exciting, Mirabai. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to actually put my headset in. And then remember, we'll turn our volume down. Oh, yes. Thank you for the reminder. I forgot. It's the director in me. I hope it. Good. I need it. Direct me. Yes, please direct me. Okay. Please direct me. Okay, so I'm hitting live. So pay attention to your phone. Checking connection. I am now live, okay? You will get notified in a second. There is a bit of a delay, so. Okay. Don't be worried. Wait, I am on Instagram live, waiting for nearby Davey to join me. And I'm so excited. Okay. Yay, you did, you're on. Okay, good. How did you send the request? Perfect. You are good. Okay, so. You will be popping on any seconds. <gasps> there you are. Hi. 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 It's so nice to see you in two places. Thank you. Um, it's so nice to see you too. Amazing. So we get to like act like we have a crowd. We can talk to Instagram. We can talk to Zoom. We can play to the audience a little bit, whatever you feel um, inspired to do. Um, Great. So thank you. Just, just for the Instagram people to know real quick, um, Celio Bordin, uh, the perception artist originally from Italy, is in the Zoom room with us creating live art. Um, if anyone feels like joining that, the, the link is in the post that I've put up today. But uh, we will um, put it up on social media afterwards and the full episode recording from Zoom will land on our YouTube page, which is humanizing the icon. So, um, hi, Ariane. She was the guest on Wednesday. Ariane um, is an incredible artist. Um, Okay, so Mirabai Davy is with me. I'm I'm so excited, and I just want to start by first asking you. Um, I guess Instagram is having a. Is your Instagram? Okay, there we are. There we are. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, you're good. On you're good there. Now it's come on. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm good. good. Okay, great. So you can you can see me just fine and hear me yes. just fine. Yes, thank you. Now I can. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Um so Mirabai, um, who I know as a uh, as a conduit of the divine feminine and a teacher, a spiritual teacher of a new paradigm, which I think is so powerful and I relate to so much. Um, first I just want to ask you. How's quarantine? How are you doing? Can you just tell us where you are and what what life is like for you right now? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, actually, considering we're all in the same boat, pretty much. Um, I'm in, I am on the North Shore of Kauai, and um, Kauai has been under a very strict lockdown with a curfew. At, it was at uh, 9 o'clock at night till 5 a.m., and we had that for the last uh, six weeks. And then we were under the stay-at-home order also. And uh, of course they kept the beaches uh, open for swimming only. And now they've just allowed us to walk on the beach or walk only. And so I feel incredibly blessed to be trapped in paradise. Ooh, so we're not all in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in the same boat with a stay-at-home order. And, uh, and certainly it's been very strict here. 
but it's been good in the sense that uh, just it's just been good to be here and to be at my home on the North Shore and to be able to come back and rest after a uh, after an 11 month world tour where I was you know all over the US and South Africa and the Caribbean and really all over the world so to come home and just kind of ground for a little while and rest has been really good and I've been able to reach out and help a lot of people during this time virtually which has been great that's beautiful so just going with that notion for a second how is it for you working virtually is are you working entirely virtually yes I'm working entirely virtually. So that's mm -hmm. been a huge, uh, it's been a huge change on the one hand because I've gone from traveling the world and working with thousands of people in, you know, like one to two weeks changing to go to a new city, a new city, and sometimes even a new country. And so I've been out really out with community and friends and beloveds and uh, offering so much in person that to go, the direct 360, you know, I would really say it's a 180. Yeah. 180, totally yeah. virtual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally virtual. So it's a big change, very big change. But I'm finding my way and um, we're finding our way. And I have a great team and I'm very blessed that we're learning how to bring everything to, to everybody at home through our technology. It's incredible that the light can transmit through technology energy can transmit through technology. I can still do readings through technology and I can still interact with large groups and small groups. So it's, it's the same thing, just in a different format. That's really beautiful. So speaking to that, can you share a little bit about what your work is exactly in your work? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Thank you. Um, I work with the divine light and the divine feminine and uh, bringing through um, a specific type of um, new paradigm divine feminine teaching and blessing and light worker healing um, forum or movement that involves many different components from just straight one-on-one -on -one spiritual readings and spiritual <clears throat> light work or energy work sessions to all the way through to global peace prayer days with other spiritual leaders from all over the world sharing um, spiritual teachings messages and uh, peace meditations to my own group public presentation at conferences and festivals and my own large gatherings of divine light transmission divine light blessings divine feminine transmissions and removing blocks and obstacles from people and all of that comes back to spiritual practice and meditation as a foundation but a huge plethora of personal growth work and so the whole spectrum there is covered from personal growth and spiritual development combined into a package which really helps to transmute karma personal karma family lineage karma and remove blocks and cleanse people and then fill them with light so i push light into people and awaken their consciousness and this is powerful this is actually what i saw you do first um i'd love to give just the little backstory of how you and i connected yeah uh, please i um there's no accidents obviously in the universe i think we know that um but i accidentally showed up at disclosure fest um, which is a big festival in, in Los Angeles of many different spiritual um, leaders, modalities, a, a mass meditation. And I was supposed to meet my brother at the opera that day. And on my way down, it got canceled. And so I was like, I guess I'm going to Disclosure Fest. I had just heard about it for the first time. Meanwhile, 
my Mary Pickford film, Why Not Choose Love, which is really about Hollywood and, and bringing the light back into that paradigm, um, had just screened for the first time for 900 people a few days prior up the road from Disclosure Fest. And when I walked in right in time for the mass meditation to this big festival of like 1,000, 2,000 people, um, the first art piece I saw actually had Mary Pickford's image in it. And it was this incredible like holographic, almost installation. I couldn't even find the artist to say, why is Mary Pickford in this, you know? But we were just up the street from her theater a few days after the screening. And um, I happened upon your workshop that day, your tent where you were transmitting light. And I was really drawn to all the purple that you surrounded yourself with because purple is like a very important color in my life. And so like magnetized me to your tent. And that was when I saw you for the first time and I truly felt your gift like instantaneously. And it just felt like this really positive energy kind of like zapping my, my energetic body and, and my physical body. And I gave you a hug afterwards, but I didn't introduce myself. And then I basically tracked you down. I was just like, I have to meet her and talk about this light and how do we bring it into the storytelling field? And can I tell her about Mary Pickford? And so you were so gracious and met with me. You happen to still be in LA. Um, can you talk to me about what our first meeting was like for you and just a little bit of that idea of, of Hollywood and, and the storytelling field? Since I am a filmmaker and you do um, also have connection to story and, and dramatic arts, but also just wisdom is story. I mean, this is all stories that we are. So, um, so I'll open it up to you, yes. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jennifer. Well, first of all, I was just going to say that um, where we met at that festival, Disclosure Fest, was um, Adrian Valera, a very dear friend of mine who's a music producer. And that festival actually had 22,000 people. And um, it was the minimum, actually. It went up beyond that, but that was the, the minimum at one time. Uh, I mean, the, the, um, in one time in the main audience. And I was up on the stage giving a divine light transmission blessing to that audience. Um, that, that's why I know about the number because they were all there gathered in the sunshine and many of you maybe were there meditating during that transmission while Adrian Valera guided this global healing meditation. And it was yes. incredibly powerful and so fulfilling for me because I started um, first with lightning in a bottle um, where I was on, I helped open one of the first lightning in a bottles on the main stage with um, a huge group of people doing a divine light transmission. And that was my first large um, audience with like 12,000 people. But I went into a complete state of oneness, a complete state of unity or union with everybody um, in the audience was the extension of myself. And I there was no separation between the I and the, and the them. We were all one and the most profound lightning bolts of electricity moved through my body and out of me and many, many people in the audience that day, <clears throat> I'm still hearing so many years later, received profound healings, miracles, life shifts, mm -hmm. adjustments. And that's when I started to fulfill my dream of ever since I was a young child, I had a vision again and again and again of seeing myself in front of these large audiences, uh, channeling specific words and then being hit with this uh, lightning bolt of electrical energy, which then goes out to the group and brings everybody into either a healed state of body, an energetic awakening, or, or just some kind of a, a dramatic shift, but at least on a, on a level underneath that is there's a unity consciousness or oneness that activates in that forum. And then of course I went on to do that in the Holy Fest with um, one day with a hundred thousand people. And that, at that was the, the highlight, I think 
of those experiences were like the highlight of my life in the sense that I got to expand my consciousness to experience um, allowing or pulling in the voltage of divine frequency that could take everybody in a group that size into a state of oneness. So I've been practicing that uh, for many you know, decades and uh, for these occasions and they're expanding and becoming more uh, greater opportunity. And that really fits into my mission and my Dharma, which is um, bringing humanity back home to God, awakening humanity in the light, bringing, bringing humans to a high level of consciousness and awareness and coming back to our spiritual nature and our spiritual self, our true self, our real self. And that's how I met you. <clears throat> it was funnily enough, <clears throat> excuse me, not when I was doing the large group light transmission, but when I was actually in the small tent and I was, yes. getting, um, I was getting ready for the large group light transmission. So I was already channeling that frequency or current of energy that was coming through and getting ready for the large group. And then we interacted in that space and we went into that interview in, actually that was at Sirius Bar in the, yeah. um, in Brentwood in LA. Brentwood. And um, my experience in that interview was that you had taken your wisdom and your knowledge of your spiritual um, level of awakening and activation and brought it into your relationship with Mary Pickford and your relationship with the movie that you created and had brought this message of the divine feminine out into the world by honoring and celebrating uh, this through Hollywood and through the story and through Mary Pickford's life. <clears throat> and in a very similar way, I had had this experience of bringing the divine feminine to the world um, over the course of my life through restoring these, um, these qualities of global transformation through my divine feminine movement and outreach and light transmissions and forums to bring more people into these divine feminine qualities of nurturing, of love and self-love, of compassion, of tenderness, of empowerment, uh, empowerment and of um, love with boundaries, as well as unconditional love and understanding the difference and working through things like self-value and self-worth and coming into um, this, new, this new experience of um, empowering ourselves in these feminine qualities and releasing the old paradigms of the martyr and the victim and the savior and all of these, these places that we had held the divine feminine in, both on a global level and on a personal level. And so in terms of our meeting, I felt like we were mirroring each other and we're mirroring the, the work that I've done in the world to date and the work that you've done in the world to date and combining forces to bring that into a, a new paradigm divine feminine forum where we can outreach to more people with this, um, with this important, very, very important work that needs to be done on the planet right now and that we all need so badly and uh, it's essential for the planet, it's essential for humanity to wake up and it's essential for each and every one of us right now to come out of fear and into love and to come out of panic and into higher consciousness and allow the light to heal and transform our lives and guide us and protect us and keep us safe. And so the storytelling, um, when you come to the storytelling aspect, I think just for, um, for my own life, um, starting out thinking that what I really wanted to do was be an actress and going through a theater school and a BA in dramatic arts and doing film and theater and, uh, and radio and, and acting and producing and that kind of thing. I, I really started out with that as a, a passion, a deep passion. Mm -hmm. And after being immersed in that world came to realize that 
it wasn't for me about telling somebody else's story. It wasn't for me about acting somebody else's story. It was about the realization that we are all actors and that we are all actors on this play of life, this screen of consciousness, which is the film, the movie, that this whole world is, in reality, is, it's a movie. It's a giant holographic image or a giant holographic picture, uh, our picturing um, of our collective consciousness, of our collective dream. So that's the transformation I made in my own life. So I'll hand that over to you because I can feel the flow is coming here. No, I was just really like savoring your words. I, I love, I love your choice of words and, and we connect on that um, in terms of the roles that we play as humans and, and how um, this idea of icon is also a, a role, but sort of has this, um, notion of something larger than life, you know, and I wonder if you can tell me what icon um, conjures for you, what that word conjures for you, and also, so the question's twofold, um, is the system, let's say, the sort of matrix-y system of um, our human construct, whether it be political or social or the way we eat, anything. Um, could that be icon? Because we also feel it's so large. We're like enslaved to it in a way. Um, so what does icon conjure for you? And can the system be iconic? And have we done that in a way? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. So what icon means for me is the, on the microcosmic level, in our world, we idolize our celebrities, our actors and actresses, our musicians, we idolize, some people idolize political leaders, mm -hmm. some don't. We idolize these um, heroes in our world where we make them into demigods or demigods. And we worship them in a sense by putting our energy and our focus on them as in a sense that who they are and their lives are so important. Mm -hmm. And if you go from there to the reality behind that screen of facade of that, that screen of illusion or facade is that these are just regular normal human beings who have worked hard and become good at their arts and, and expressed, you know, gotten the opportunity to develop their, natural innate skills to come to a level of fame or a level of recognition where now as a collective, we idolize them or um, what's the word, uh, emulate them or um, adulate them. And in a sense, I think this is destructive for icons because um, it doesn't allow for the truth or the real self to be expressed or shown or allowed. And so there's this sort of shock factor of like finding out like, oh my God, what do you mean? You know, Robin Williams was really super depressed or mm -hmm. like these kinds of messages to us create such a paradox because we polarize everything as human beings. Mm -hmm. We see things as black and white. You know, somebody's either if they're an icon, whether they're a god or a goddess or a demigod or because they're famous, um, it, would be, it would be no different than us landing on a small island um, as in a boat, you know, as a Western civilization to the indigenous natives thinking that, you know, look at these gods that have got white colored skin and that are landing on our island. They must be the gods coming here to 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 us finally reveal them to finally reveal themselves to us you know and then in reality those gods you know really hurt the indigenous cultures 
mm. and um, and harmed them, in fact, and so that trust was broken. And this is because we have limited concepts. We put everything into boxes. Uh, and that's what I talked about, the polarization as humans. So on the same level, we, Id we iconic and we iconically idolize, you know, having an amazing car or having an amazing house or having this show of the perfect family or the perfect marriage on the outside. But underneath that, there could be a, you know, a lot of ego insecurity driving that, wanting to be recognized, wanting to be seen, wanting to get attention, wanting to gain status, you know, mm -hmm. never being able to fill that hole of emptiness and feeling like nothing on the, in, you know, on the outside can ever fill us because nothing on the outside ever can fill us. And so mm -hmm. all these images of the icon that we've created, we've also created in politics, We've created in a in the matrix of how this world functions because if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, we are these embodiments of the divine self, the one divine self that has exploded or fragmented or divided into these gazillions of, of individualized sparks of light mm -hmm. that are embodying expressions so that they can experience themselves and gain wisdom, you use the word wisdom, through their experiences, learn lessons and evolve and grow. And this world is actually a school, this earth is a school for individuals to come in from the light into the darkness to experience through duality who they are not so they can ultimately realize who they are as light beings, as divine beings. And so we have this world of suffering that pushes the envelope that is a kickboard that forces us to wake up because the whole matrix is, is an iconized, iconicized structure. Yes, yes. The whole matrix is an iconicized structure that we have created as an icon for forgetting who we are and projecting this illusion of, of, of form and matter when ultimately when we leave our body and we're between lifetimes, we are non-physical beings. We don't take any of that materialism with us. The story becomes just a story. So in that sense, each and every one of us is an actor or an actress that is just playing out the story of our lives. And it is a story and we're acting our story, you know, uh, as the best Academy Award winning <laughs> actor of our story that anyone could ever play or produce. Mm -hmm. And underneath that, the soul is watching the movie. And yet the, icon, the iconicized matrix is so convincingly real because on its level in the third dimensional laws of this world, it's real. And we're mm -hmm. physically and emotionally affected by it and mentally. So Absolutely. there's so many intricate layers to this expression of being the actor and the icon and the icon and the story so i'll hand that back to you well what i'm what i'm getting from you is that icon whether we're talking about the system an era of being a person can't exist without the collective projecting that image and having that interaction with that system or with that entity. It's that question of, is there sound if there's no one there to hear it? You know, it's, it's like, um, it really raises a question and it also points to how interconnected we all are. There can't be something iconic without our consciousness making it that way. Exactly. And so, idolization is what then is there something in these people that we idolize that um we're seeking that that we want but that we don't even realize we also embody we embody the the power of radiance we embody the 
this idea of connection and love like what are we doing when we idolize do you think and can we find that within so and then can i add one like more yes. layer to that and then let's and then would we no longer um play the same game or be entrapped by the system that we've created if we sort of took that power back by discovering our own superpowers basically <laughs> that's a huge vast subject so i'm just going to attempt to capture um just a small portion of it but one interesting thing we could talk hours we could talk for hours about this because this and is we have <laughs> and we have and we will and it's so exciting because that's really what every single person that's gathered here today to watch this is like if this is the one message you could take away from this is this particular piece which is that we are all one we are love we are the one self we are the totality we are the all that is we are the embodiment of these divine beings and as one being because we fragmented into these individual selves we're looking at outside of ourselves and emulating these pieces and qualities and things that inspire us that we want to be or that perhaps shock us that we resist and don't want to be and are repulsed by and through that we're interacting with these different aspects of self all over the board and experiencing i want that i don't want that i i need that i don't need that and we're going into fear we're going into love we're going into panic we're going into judgment we're going into criticism and so all this interactive what i call object referral reality which is that we are referring to the outside world to fill these pieces inside of ourselves that are longing for the original wholeness and totality mm -hmm. and ultimately when we go through our deepest and greatest spiritual awakening which by the way always requires and i don't know why i'm saying this but it's coming through always requires a dark night of the soul Mm -hmm. in order to access these places of wholeness to come uh on uh to 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 move through that journey of polarity or duality that always involves some level of darkness or suffering to awaken us to come to the other side of wholeness where we are able to recapture so to speak these pieces of our power that we've given away whether it's to icons whether it's to family members whether it's to parental figures whether it's to the government whether it's to the powers that be that govern this world whether it's to um, any form of structure that's on the outside of us it's because we don't have our full power established within us and that empowerment that comes ultimately as a level of enlightenment or self realization or awakening is where we take back the whole of our power and we take back the whole of our power and now we're in a completely different place we're we're in a place where we no longer need to project the holographic form that we're projecting so what would that look like honestly i think we would change timelines we would change movies we would find ourselves in different worlds than the world we're in now the world that we're in now may have multiple timelines that we may choose to go down that will affect mm -hmm. all of the future and according to our consciousness and where we're at is where we would vibrationally match that go ahead um well just to say someone's saying uh if we could speak a little louder for some reason i don't i'm not exactly sure why so then i'm going to make that request if it's possible yes um, can you hear me okay 
I can, but yes, I, good. So, someone's messaging. Um, so yes. Great. Okay. That's, that's, uh, it's actually digestible. I mean, it's also, we can get glimpses of that in moments, right? Like even if, even if we are in a dark night of the soul, I mean, are we as a collective, do you think that we're in a dark night of the soul right now as a species? Let's just ask that question. We are definitely in the dark night of the soul as a species. And we are in a very deep level of suffering. Um, the, the, on this planet, the amazing, mm -hmm. the amazing thing about this dark night is that all the darkness, negativity, and ignorance that was hidden under the surface that has been there is now coming to the surface mm -hmm. and being revealed mm -hmm. and showing itself. And it's just a matter of time before more people wake up to what's really going on and to what's really happening and to perceive so they can make conscious educated choices. It's just a matter of time before that happens. And the reason it's going to happen is because ultimately there's been this hidden aspect about duality. It's been like, you know, the light is shown, but the darkness, the shadow is hidden and suppressed. And now the collective shadow of, of um, darkness and, and duality and negativity and the forces that have been hidden are now being revealed. And so in the same way, the light has also been more revealed and more, uh, infinitely more powerful and more available and more accessible. So we have this global awakening mm -hmm. of humanity to the truth mm -hmm. and to this, to seeing what's been hidden for so long at the same time. So it's the same, same thing, the microcosm, we've hidden our own shadow. We've denied our own shadow collectively as individuals. And now we're being asked to bring that into the light and to heal it and release it. Same thing on a macrocosmic level. So, so yes, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. And so, I mean, I often think about my own responsibility as a storyteller, um, the messages and, and the images that, that I choose to engage with and also that I choose to project, you know, in, in my work, um, as well as, even the potency of, of what we say, just as all storytellers, even if that's not the, the field that you're working in, you know? Um, what do you feel about how the way um, we tell stories, how Hollywood creates, how the media projects, like in a truly, um, you know, that's open-ended, that it's an open-ended question, but what do you think about how it affects us? And, and if we are in the storytelling field and if we are an artist or want to apply this to the way we, we connect in the world, what is our responsibility with the, with the words we choose and, and the way we engage with information? How are we contributing just by being a, a consumer, you know, or, or an artist? I'd say that it completely depends on where you are at in your level of spiritual awareness, growth, and ascensionary process. Because um, I know for myself, I can only speak for myself, the world has enough drama and negativity in it. We don't need more of it depicted through film. Um, not that we can't tell the story of the horrors that have happened over time as, you know, revealing the truth 
in a more um, honest version than what we were told or taught. But I'm saying that in general, other than that, I feel it's important to imprint people with consciousness that is positive, messaging that is positive, um, bringing people into a deeper state of um, wholeness uh, through joy and upliftment and positive messaging and um, showing and depicting humanity's relationship with the angelic realms or with the um, with the divine beings or more empowered humans from different civilizations that we've we've had more uh, healthy structures in society where um, we functioned better you know as a tribe or we functioned better from a matriarchal system or just the messaging there's so much material that could be shown or depicted that could be that could be positive that could be joyous um, that could be a blessing that could help weave the spider's web of bringing people into um, this new paradigm matrix of joy and abundance and love and positivity and giving and sharing and, and oneness and unity. I would love to see things move in that direction mm -hmm. rather than, and I feel we are responsible for our thought word and deed. And we're responsible for the thought word and deed that we put out into others because that's how we create karma. So when we put our thought word deed, whether it's through our own negativity or through putting negativity through a film that comes and uh, destroys people's psyche or um, imposes negative feeling onto people or whatever, I think that I feel honestly that's creating more negative karma in the world. And setting a mass hypnotists into more fear or more panic or more concern or more worry or whatever, unless somebody is super detached. But it's easy for people because we are feeling beings. It's easy for our feelings to be imprinted through these powerful images mm -hmm. of film. So mm -hmm. I am always a stand for pos you know, positive thought, word, and deed in every form that we're outputting into the world. That's, that's just my own personal perspective. Other people may have many very various different perspectives. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> um, can you hear me okay on Instagram? Yes, I hear you great, thank you. It makes a lot of sense, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, yes. Are you okay with the technology? I'm I'm doing great, thank you. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Your headset, I think it was going in and out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, how is that? Is that okay now? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. I think so, yeah. Okay, um, all right. So, somebody is, some there's two things um the divine feminine not for me my video is not breaking up yeah somebody's saying the video is breaking up but it's not breaking up for me is it breaking up for you um i guess a little bit but i can hear you well i mean i don't know we don't have okay, probably a whole lot of time Maybe so that'll be better. let's see yeah we're, we're nearing the end so we'll roll with it Yes. Good. Yeah. You change headsets? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So a lot of people talk about, okay. Are you, are we good? Yep. Can you say something? <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Great. Awesome. Um, so yeah, no, it's interesting what you're talking about too, because I went into a, a high school in New York and um, it seemed like the, the, the teenagers, the girls especially, were talking about the age of the, the feminine, the age of the female. 
and they were changing their superhero stories from male characters to female characters, but they were eradicating evil in the same fashion. It didn't seem to me, um, as I was going in there as a mentor, um, that they were bringing forth the feminine qualities. And so I kind of steered into this discussion about, can we eradicate evil non, without violence? Like, what would that look like? What would we be tapping into? In the age of the feminine, what qualities are we bringing forward? Um, so can you, can you speak to that? What is the divine feminine in the way that you use that term? And also, what is the age of the feminine? What qualities are we talking about? Because I know that um, for me, it's a very creative vibration when we talk about the divine feminine. But I want to hear your take on that and, and those qualities. Yeah, so, so I, I would love to see the divine feminine qualities that are based on peacemaking and cleansing and opening the heart and finding mutuality and um, coming to this place of equality and valuing everybody in the circle versus um, this imbalanced patriarchal structure of violence and domination and control, which are the old archaic paradigms of the imbalanced masculine uh, warring energies. And I'd love to see, and I will see, this in the embodiment of the new earth and this is what the new earth is about is moving beyond and that's why i say the the um the change that's occurring where we're seeing these old patriarchal structures that have been um more subversive and not as obvious now that um darkness negativity is coming to the surface so if we see our new superheroes as divine feminine or as feminine embodiments mm -hmm. uh, for fighting evil i would say that uh, look to our look to some of our i mean look to our, some of our nonviolent models and look to models of where the light will prevail where mm -hmm. the divine energies are um are transmuted transmutational rather than confrontational um, look to where some of the negativity could be cleansed out of these structures in the world and we could see more greater peace so if we you know i don't feel just the superheroes are the cartoon comics the superheroes are all the the the, the feminine leaders that are standing up today whether it's for political standing up, whether it's for standing, you know, standing up against injustice, or whether it's standing up for a spiritual awakening on the planet, or whether it's standing up for the ascensionary process, or whether it's standing up for nonviolence, or whether it's standing up for finding solutions to, to problems that are creative and that don't harm the earth or the life of the earth or nature. These are our superheroes. And we're seeing, that's where we need to be focusing our news. That's where we need to be focusing our media. That's where we need to be focusing our consciousness and our attention is on these positive solutions and these, these superheroes rather than on the other or the opposite, which is just creating more fear. And we wanna create more love. We wanna heal the divide and create more love and more unity and more oneness. So what's showing up in the world right now is everything that we don't want, mm -hmm. everything that we are not, that everything that violates against the nature of the soul. Mm -hmm. And so justice, justice will be restored. The light will always prevail. The feminine qualities will come back and govern. But it's just going to take time for the world to process and work through this war, this battle between good and evil and that's what's occurring on the um on the physical level and it's occurring on the subtle levels as well and so we're in the time 
of times. We're in the, one of the greatest times in history and we're here embodied. And that's why we need the superheroes now more than ever before. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and also brings me to um, what I think is an important clarifying point too, that the masculine and feminine are energies that we all consist of. So that battle that we're seeing in the world and in the content we're creating is um, a battle within our own being. And I find that so fascinating, you know, when you really go into silence or you go into some kind of space where you can recognize that even if you don't lead with violent tendencies in the world, that these energies exist in our makeup. And in order to understand it, we have to be willing to see that we are all it and we've all, you know, contributed to it, but we can actually be the, be the shift, you know, that we want to see. So if each person does that, their own work, that's an amazing contribution, right? Because love and fear are vibrational frequencies that are high or that are low. And if, and if people can work on themselves to, to get their frequency up, to understand that they're calling in those feminine qualities and to really embody that, that's an amazing contribution on behalf of a person, one person. If someone's saying, how can I, how can I help? This is such a big mess. And I think, you know, you can, it's, it's all, the universe is all there. It's all there. Right. Don't you think so? Yes. You, you went in the same direction I, I wanted to go in. And I feel like we just had a little telepathic communication about <laughs> where, we, where we wanted to, to steer this or head this towards to, to wrap up. And I feel very, very strongly what kept coming to me was the word healing, 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 talking about, talk about healing. And it brings, what you just said, brings me back to what I was saying about 10 minutes ago, which is that we are all one. And that in duality, we have darkness and light. And the macrocosmic shadow and the microcosmic shadow are not that different. So if we have these violent or aggressive or imbalanced Matriar uh, patriarchal aggressions within ourself that play out whether they're judgments towards ourself or criticisms towards ourself or whether they're self-abuse patterns or whether they're attracting other people to to be abusive towards us or whether they're just you know being very aggressive in our outpicturing or our action orientation or wherever those aspects or our past lives it's all part of us. We have all those aspects within us of both the darkness and the light. And it's important for us, it's very important for us to own the totality and to not separate ourselves from it. And it's very easy for most people to sit back and say, I'm powerless. What can I do to make a change? This is beyond me. This is completely out of my hands. Mm -hmm. But it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. It's, it's the healing and soul retrieval of these aspects of our own darkness and shadow that we need to bring to the surface and own and see that we're mining the jewels, the gemstones of our own shadow so that we can own them, heal them, release them, recover our power Mm -hmm. and then become more of a whole person. And as we do that on an individual level, the more empowered we become, the less energy that we're going to support the dark negative matrix construct that we see in our world, because we're going to be empowered rather than powerless against mm -hmm. it. And when we all take back our power as a humanity, that whole structure of the matrix the negative matrix will, will no longer, will, will cease to exist. Mm -hmm. It will cease to exist. I love that. Um, I think we're actually coming to our close 
we are because Instagram will kick us off. <laughs> um, so we'll wrap up on, on Instagram and then we'll go back to Zoom where uh, Chelio Bordine is doing the live art channeling our conversation. But I just want to say, Mirabai, it's been such a blessing knowing you and having you in my life and as a soundboard and as a friend. I really mean that. And um, anyone on Instagram, you know, really keep track of her and her light transmissions and her workshops and all her offerings because to know her is a very, very special, special thing. Um, thank you. So I just want to, mm -hmm. thank you. Um, do you want to say any closing words? You don't have to just before I go off Instagram live. Yes. Yes. I just want to say in closing that that means that the power is within us. That means that we need to stay present in the moment. We can't worry about what's coming down the line. We have to stay fully present with what's happening in the here and now and bring our energy present and bring more of ourselves into the present and heal ourselves in the now, become whole in the now. And that our inner work, whether it's self-reflection, self-inquiry work, whether it's soul retrieval work, is it whether it's um, opening our hearts to greater love, whether it's realizing ourselves as light beings, whether it's healing the parts of us that are not in uh, wholeness, that are in pain or illness or suffering mm -hmm. and getting to the underlying causes. This is our priority now going forward. We need to do the work. We need to do the inner work. And this is such an exciting time to do that because the results are so immediate. So just to close with that, I just uh, want to say it's a... Okay, I just want to say to close with that. Your, your headset's not working. It's... Okay. One second. Can you hear me? Are you able to hear me? Okay. I'm going to yeah, close yeah. on Instagram then. Can you still hear me? You're going to close Are you on able Instagram to still hear me? I think we... Okay, you can go off of Instagram and just stay on Zoom. I... But you, but you you went you went out of you went out of Zoom as well. Uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me yes thank you again and, yeah thank you again. um yeah so everyone just uh yeah, so everyone be aware uh, of where you put your focus and how you listen to information and, and what you pass along you know just remember you you get to you get to choose your your vibration and your contribution. So, humanizing the icon is the name of the series. Please follow us on YouTube and log off of Instagram Live. Thank you so much. Okay, bye everyone. Love you. Bye everyone. Love you. Okay. Hey. Hi. We are Zoom. Wonderful. Okay, Chelio, do you want to tell us about your work? Can't hear you, Chelio. Okay. Oh, we are. Okay. Just a second. Okay, perfect. And then today, becoming a uh, uh, most black and white work and then I connect very strong with Mirabai and then I feel because she's her healing and uh, I'm too and then I know the energy from many people coming to you for for ask help and people come to you and then 
want to take off all problem, but uh, multiplicate in other problem and go to you and can't hear you, Chelio. Sorry, and then okay, I repeat. Uh, people um, take out uh, want to take off the problem, mm -hmm. and then when take off multiplicates, all coming in your mind in the mind of the healer, and people come to you and say something because it's under stress and need help. Wow. And, and listen to you because you are a teacher in these things and then you help with the energy and try to understand wow. what's up. You understand? And this is like you, but becoming architecture in, in your mind. It's composition, this person can, uh, the expectative is you help and this is your escape because all coming from one side and multiplicate and people talking, screaming, cry and listen and maybe understand and working, maybe yes, maybe not, but in final, this is your escape. You I think, <laughs> I think uh, this is a totally, Okay. That's wild. Yes, it's very, uh, very intense. This is a what? It's very intense because uh, I, I perception you in, in your person, you absorb all these things coming. And you too need to take off because you have energy, but uh, Inside your head, at peace, confusion, you have to help because people need help, and then you do it. But in final, you are like a bird and spit out. <laughs> you get your peace, yay! <laughs> this is uh, the work from today. That's really an interesting shape. I love the way that looks very strange very intense yes different than the other but because mirabai is a, a, a very good person very good energy very good healer but all these things passing passing through yeah and we yeah. talked we had a very intense conversation so i can see why a lot of that was coming out yes maybe she recognized somebody this is very interesting i love this because it's uh compress person and need to take off something but have something is close in the mind and in the final you have this you help yeah I, this is my vision about this but i want uh, people like you jennifer like you mirabai have a personal vision because this is my view in the final because when i do uh you know, we are composition to the many person, right? <laughs> yes. We're all uh, the architect of our mind. I love that. I love that saying. That's so cool. Um, wow. How are you doing, Mirabai? <laughs> Good. Um, Chelio, how I see the painting, if, you can, if I can just um, put you on gallery view here, the way that I saw the painting when it came into a form, is I immediately saw the many faces of the divine feminine. And that's the name of the painting for me is the many faces of the divine feminine. And you've got there, you've got there the, uh, the mother Mary Ooh. aspect, um, that, that serene mother Mary with the divine compassion for people suffering. Wow. And you've got the, um, the Kuan Yin version of, of the compassion for people suffering. And then you've got the, um, the people who are in the suffering. And then you've got the Kali, the mother Kali version, who is the mother that eats and absorbs and transmutes the suffering by taking it into herself 
and absorbing it into her own system and digests it and then out into the light. Beautiful. We should make a little short, like animated, beautiful of all of that, like actually happening very easily. Oh my God, you guys, that was such a beautiful interaction. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, so That's we- amazing. When I saw your picture, Chelio, I felt like you really see me. You really, you really see the, the Dharma that I'm here to embody. And, uh, and that picture just spoke to me exactly what, uh, that you saw direct vision into the truth. Oh, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much, Jennifer, for, for uh, creating this uh, triangle of yeah. connection of the message coming out through visual art, too. I mean, how fascinating. What an incredible, amazing message. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. And um, thank you for seeing that. There's a bunch of people on Zoom, too, from all over the world. So thank you, everyone, for being on. Uh, and I, I'm going to close the Zoom recording. This is our episode. That's a wrap. Are you, do you feel complete? I do. I, I just want to say thank you so, so much. I'm so honored and grateful. And I feel so uplifted and inspired sharing this truth speak with you. Oh, me too. Yes. Thank you. And thank you, Chelio, for your work. We love you. Thank you, everyone on Zoom, for coming and joining. And um, I'm going to end the recording, but I'll say love to you all. Love to you all. Grazie, amici italiani. Jennifer. Okay, I'm going to end the recording.